This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Lamb Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Lamb Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 100. I want to thank all of my listeners right now for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else that you might be getting your podcasts. So for this week, as per usual on Sunday, I have the latest news and rumors from Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. Let's do this! All right, so first up from Canon Rumors, here is the Canon RF 70-200 F4LIS USM. Canon will be announcing this lens alongside the RF 50mm 1.8, which leaked earlier this week. For scale, there's a size comparison between the RF 70-200 F4IS uh, LISUSM and its big brother, the 70 to 200 f2.8 LISUSM. Both of these lenses have been long rumored and should be big sellers for Canon. I expect an official announcement from Canon early next week, the first week of November, and this article is as of today, which is Saturday the 31st at the time I'm recording this at 6.53 a.m. Next up, firmware for the Canon EOS 1DX Mark III version 1.2.1. Canon has officially released this new firmware for the 1DX Mark III, bringing the firmware version to 1.2.1. This is a bug fix update. The firmware version incorporates the following fix. Fix is a phenomenon in which after updating the camera's firmware version to 1.2.0, the smart controller may respond slowly or not at all on some models. The phenomenon described above may occur in cameras whose first two digits of the serial number are 01, 02, 03, or 04. Firmware version 1.2.1 also incorporates the following fixes and enhancements from firmware version 1.2.0. Enhancements when using browser remote. The image list displayed will be refreshed automatically on the browser. On the shooting screen of the browser, you can set the movie resolution and a high frame rate. On the shooting screen of the browser, you can change the movie setting or shooting mode. On the shooting screen of the browser, Live View will be displayed as soon as you select the Movie Shooting button. Also enhances autofix for improved eye, uh, face and eye recognition at greater distances. Fix is a phenomenon that may occur during viewfinder shooting in which the shutter may not be released or the camera may not operate in the following settings. In one-shot AF mode, when the AF area selection mode is set to Zone AF, large zone AF or automatic selection AF. In AI servo AF mode, when direct AF point selection is made using the smart controller, when the register recall shooting function is assigned to the AE lock button in the custom controls. Connectivity during FTP transmission has been improved. 
Improves Wi-Fi connectivity when using the wireless file transmitter, WFT-E9. Fixes a phenomenon in which the card access time may take longer when using certain CF Express cards. And you can download this directly from Canon USA. I'll include a link to this article along with the link for the firmware in the show notes for this episode so that you can download this and get it applied if you happen to be an owner of the 1DX Mark III. So again, it's always good to see that manufacturers are staying on top of bug fixes by releasing new firmware versions that resolve known issues that users are having. Next, select refurbished RF lenses and kits are back in stock at the Canon USA store. Canon has restocked some popular RF mount lenses at the Canon USA store. These lenses come with a full one-year warranty from Canon USA. The Canon EOS RP with the 24-240 f4-63 ISUSM, the bundle is $1199. The Canon RF 24-105 f4L ISUSM is on sale, uh, refurbished for $879. The Canon RF 35mm f1.8 macro ISSTM refurbished is $399. So there's some nice savings for you, especially with the holidays coming up soon. If you are a photographer or have a photographer in your life, these might be good items to jump on while they are still available. Generally, Canon's refurb items tend to sell out very quickly. So if you want to get in on this, I suggest you act very quickly. Next, Venus Optics announces the new Laowa 15mm f4.5 0D shift lens, the world's, fur, uh, the world's widest shift lens for full-frame cameras. Now, this is from Friday, October 30th, 2020 at 10.56 a.m., uh, Anu China, October 3rd, 2020, Venus Optics, the manufacturer specialized in making unique camera lenses, pioneered Laowa 15mm f4.5 0D shift, the widest shift lens for full-frame cameras and medium-format cameras, giving credits to a plus-minus 11mm shift amount, plus-minus 8mm on the medium format, this ultra-wide shift lens breaks through the industry level and bringing the wide-angle lens standard to its next level. Image quality is guaranteed with high image sharpness and nearly no optical distortion, hence the 0D. The 15mm f4.5 0D shift enriches the diversity of Laowa's extensive wide-angle lens collection by giving photographers more control on the, on the perspective in their images. This is the world's widest shift lens for full-frame cameras is their subheading. 15 millimeters f4.5 shift is the widest shift lens for full-frame. The angle of view is 110 degrees and it covers a huge 65 millimeter image circle. The wider perspective offers great a great deal of flexibility for photographers to capture architecture and interior shots when space is limited. And there's some amazing sample images along with this article. The plus, and mi plus to minus 11 millimeter shift amount is the maximum possible shift for full frame camera and plus minus 8 millimeters for medium format cameras such as the Fujifilm GFX or the Hasselblad X1D. The shift capability allows photographers to capture straight architecture with ease, 
15 millimeters f4.50D shift straightens the lines that appear to converge in the distance. Cricket images can be corrected by changing the perspective of the lens. Perspective distortion is being eliminated to create reality-like images. The 11 millimeter plus minus shift amount also allows photographers to expand the angle of view by stitching multiple images. It gives an extraordinary image perspective and room for special compositions. The large image circle of 65 millimeters, the lens not only works with the full frame format, but also covers the medium format sensors. This makes it currently the world's widest lens covering Fujifilm GFX sensors with no vignetting, which is impressive. Uh, I'm definitely intrigued by this. Uh, the zero distortion is composed of 17 elements in 11 groups with two pieces of spherical elements. It suppresses the distortion to nearly zero level from corner to corner. Perfect for architecture photography as any straight lines will be retained. The lens has impressive image quality. The shift lens is coupled with a new lens coating, a significant improvement on the chronomatic aberration, flaring, and ghosting controls to make your images sharper and cleaner. And it shows a comparison of their lens to other brand of tilt shift lenses. Extremely close focus distance, uh, focusing distance. The 15mm 450D shift is an ultra-wide lens Coupled with 20 centimeter closest focusing distance, macro-like photos can now be created easily. The functionality of the lens is diverse. Wide-angle macro images can easily be captured with this lens. Stunning 10-point Sunstar. The five-bladed aperture creates stunning 10-point Sunstar rendering in lights, uh, artificial lights, and sunlight. 360-degree rotation. The rotation function enables photographers to change the direction of the shift easily by pressing the silver unlock button. This gives photographers more flexibility in composing the image in both landscape and portrait orientation. The lens barrel can be rotated through 360 degrees and it clicks every 15 degrees. Shift lens support is especially designed for the 15mm F450D shift, perfect for panorama stitching as the optic axis remains unchanged. And there is a demo link in Google Drive, which I'll include this article in the show notes for this episode so you can check it out for yourself. Now, multiple mount options. The Lawa 15mm 450D shift is available in Canon EF, Nikon F, Canon RF, Nikon Z, Sony FE mounts, which is impressive. I'm really surprised that they have it in both the Canon EF as well as the RF mount. This might be a lens I need to pick up for my EOS R and RP, and then of course I could get the adapter and use it on my GFX 50R as well. Um, I used to have one of the Canon tilt shift lenses, but I sold it a while back. Now, pricing and availability, the new Lowa 15mm F450D shift is currently available to purchase via Venus Optics official website at venuslens.net and authorized resellers. The U.S. price for the 15mm shift lens is $1,199 for all mounts. Pricing varies in different countries. The first 100 orders through our web store will get a free lens pouch. Shipping starts from late November 2020 for the Canon EF and Nikon F mount. The Canon RF, Nikon Z, and Sony FE mount will ship uh, starting in February of 2021. 
Uh, more marketing materials, product shots, and sample images can be found in the following Google Drive link. And of course, like I said, that'll be in the show notes for this episode. Full specifications allow a 15mm F450D shift. Focal length is 15mm, of course. The maximum aperture, F4.5. Angle of view is 110 degrees. Shift capability, full frame, plus or minus 11 millimeters of shift. Medium format, plus or minus 8 millimeters of shift. Lens compatibility is full frame. Lens structural, 17 elements in 11 groups. Aperture blades are 5. Minimum focusing distance is 20 centimeters or 7.87 inches. Filter thread not listed. Dimensions 79 millimeters by 103 millimeters or 3.1 inch by 4 inch. The weight is 21 ounces or 597 grams. Mounts available are Canon E, RF, Nikon F, Z, and Sony FE. And the lens, of course, is manual focus only. Now, this is definitely intriguing. Um, as all of my listeners know from previous episodes, I have the Laowa 17mm F40D for the GFX mount, which is a 13, 13.5mm full frame equivalent, and absolutely love that lens. It is the lens that I use for my Forgotten Pieces of Georgia documentary project. And I absolutely love that lens. So I am definitely intrigued by this lens. It's the same price as the 17 millimeter that I already have. Uh, but the nice thing is, is with an adapter, I can use it on both the R, the RP, and the R6 when I eventually get it, as well as my GFX 50R. So I would have a, quite a bit more versatility there. So it may be something I look at getting down the road. Next, lens design comparison, Canon EF 50mm f1.8 STM and the Canon RF 50mm 1.8 STM. Here is a lens diagram comparison between the EF 50mm 1.8 STM and the upcoming RF 50mm f1.8 STM. The new RF definitely looks like a brand new lens design and not simply making the EF mount version work with RF, which likely would never be worth the time or the effort anyways. As pointed out by our forum contributor, Private by Design, this is a double gauss lens design. I expect to see this lens announced next week, if not sooner. And there's just some base diagrams there that you can check out uh, from the link in the show notes for this article. Next up, here is the 50mm f1.8 STM. As you know, Canon will soon be announcing the RF 50mm 1.8 STM. This is a small, light, and affordable 50mm option for the EOS R system. You can expect a, an official announcement from Canon soon. Looking at the photograph of this lens, it actually is intriguing because it looks quite a bit like a pancake lens design. Now, if my listeners remember, in the EF mount, Canon offered a 40mm f2.8 STM pancake lens, which I own, and then they also later offered a 24mm uh, f2.8 STM pancake lens for their APS-C bodies, and both of those lenses are not only super lightweight and compact, but they make amazing images for reasonably inexpensive silver band Canon lenses, so they are extremely impressive, and I have a feeling the 50mm 1.8 is going to be impressive as well. 
Next up, industry news. Lexar announces new professional 1066X micro SD UHS-1 card in the Silver Series. San Jose, USA, October 28, 2020. Lexar, a leading global brand of flash memory solutions, today announced the Lexar Professional 1066 times micro SDHC, micro SDXC cards in the Silver Series. Designed for your action cameras, drones, and Android smartphones, the Lexar Professional 1066X Micro SD UHS-1 card in the Silver Series lets you capture or quickly capture and transfer high-quality photos, including Full HD and 4K UHD video 2 with speeds up to 160 megabits a second read and up to 120 megabits a second write. The card is U3, V3, V30, and A23, 4 rated for high-speed performance. This card gives you the speed and storage you need to capture more adventures on the go. Key features, professional-level performance for action cameras, drones, or Android smartphones, leverages UHS-1 technology to deliver the read speeds previously mentioned, which is the, hence the 1066X, quickly capture high-quality images in extended lengths of Full HD and 4K UHD 2 with write speeds up to 120 megabits a second, Load apps quicker with blazing A2 speed 3,4. High capacity options as high as 512 gigabytes. Capture high quality images and extended lengths of video with write speeds of 120 megabits a second. Of course, the, this card is class 10, UHS speed class 3 or U3 and video speed class 30, V30, giving you the performance you need to shoot faster and longer. With application performance class 2 or A2 rating 3, the Professional 1066X Micro SD UHS-1 card silver series is also great for use with applications on your Android smartphone or tablet. Quickly run and store apps directly on the A2 memory card using an Android adoptable storage enabled device 4. Quote, as action cameras, drones, and smartphones become more essential for content creators, it's our goal at Lexar to continue creating solutions that customers demand in order to create high-quality images and stunning 4K video. And with high-capacity options of up to 512 gigabytes, users can rest assured that they will have sufficient space to capture what they love most, said Joel uh, Borkrin, General Manager of Lexar, and I apologize, Joel, if I butchered your name. Uh, Lexar Professional 1066 cards will be available this month for purchase online at an MSRP of $19.99 US for the 64 gig model, $34.99 for the 128, $59.99 for the 256, with 32 and 512 to be announced at a future date. So this is definitely intriguing. I always love to see more competition in the memory card market, whether it's SD, micro SD, CF Express, Compact Flash, CFast, it doesn't matter. The more competition, the more players in the market, the better it is for us as consumers because we can get higher quality flash memory cards and get more competitive pricing for those high-end cards. So this is a win-win for everybody. And finally, up from Canon Rumors this week, you can trade up to the all-new Insta360 1X2, which is available now. 
You can trade in your previous action cameras for a limited time and save up to $60 on the new Insta360 1R. Just send us your old action cam for recycling, and we mean old. That beater you bought in 2012, it's eligible. We'll take cameras in any condition and from just about any brand. Click below to check your trade-in value. Only available in the U.S., mainland China, and Japan at this time. And I'll include a link to this in the show notes for this article. So might be a good time to trade in that horrendously old GoPro that I have that my son gave me that he no longer used. Um, I can't remember which model of GoPro Hero it is, but I know it's old enough that you can't take the battery out of it. You have to plug it in. And I don't think you can remove the storage from it either. So it's a really, really old one. So I don't know, maybe I should trade it in, get one of the Insta 360s and try that action camera out for myself. Something to think about for sure. All right, and next up this week from NikonRumors.com. First up, the new Nikon MB-N11 multi-battery power pack vertical grip first look by Reese. Now, this article was published on October 31st, which was earlier today. Reese talks about the new Nikon MB-N11 multi-battery power pack vertical grip that are that is out for the Nikon Z62 and Z72. The battery pack is available for pre-order at Adorama, B&H, Park Camera, and Calumet. And Reese does have a video about the battery grip. I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so that you could check out the video for yourself, especially if you're planning on buying the Z6 or Z7 Mark II and you're excited about the prospect of finally having a battery grip. Next up, new 7 Artisan 35mm f1.2 Mark II manual focus APS-C lens for Nikon Z-mount. The previously rumored new 7 Artisan 35mm f1.2 Mark II manual focus APS-C lens for the Nikon Z-mount is now available for pre-order at the Photo Rumors online store. Please note that this is an APS-C lens and it will be best suited for the Nikon Z50 camera. It can be used with the full-frame Z-mount cameras in crop mode. Technical specification, charts, and sample photos can be found at an outside link, which I'll, of course, include a link to this article in the show notes. So that is definitely intriguing. I know Seven Artisans has been making some really impressive lenses. I haven't bought any of their lenses myself, but I've seen a lot of uh, high quality reviews on some of their newest lenses on YouTube by different uh, full-time photography reviewers, um, lens reviewers, and stuff like that. So they have been making some really impressive glass and some really unique glass as well. So you might want to check that out. Next up, the Mikey, M-E-I-K-E, 8mm F3.5 APS-C manual focus fisheye lens for the Nikon Z-mount. Mikey announced the new 8mm F3.5 manual focus fisheye lens for the Z-mount. This is an APS-C lens and it will be best suited for the Nikon Z50 camera, although you can use it on the Z6 and 7, Z6 and 7 Mark II in crop mode. Mikey already has several other lenses for the Z-mount, the 25mm f1.8, the 35mm f1.4, 35 f1.7, 50mm f1.2, 50mm f1.7, and the 85mm f2.8. 
Lanky lenses are sold at Adorama, Amazon, and B&H Photo. Additional information on this new lens are as follows. The lens uh, structure is 11 elements in 8 groups. Aperture range is f3.5 to f22. A multi-layer lens coating to reduce flare and ghosting. The focal range is 8mm. Number of aperture blades is 9. Manual focus and aperture control. Angle is diagonal 200 and horizontal 200, vertical 160. Minimum focusing distance is 10 centimeters. The lens diameter is 77 millimeters with a length of 84 millimeters and a weight of 540 grams. It does come with a lens pouch and a removable, removable lens hood that allows 180 degree view. So this, again, is another intriguing lens for the Nikon Z mount. And again, I'm not that familiar with these Mikey lenses. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the name correctly or not, but they are intriguing to look at. I'm not sure if they offer them in any other mounts besides the Nikon Z mount or if they're just stick, uh, strictly sticking with the Z mount um, as far as who they're going to make lenses for. The, next up, the price of the popular Nikkor 500mm f5.6 PE PF ED VR Alphabet Soup lens will drop by $300 this weekend, and other Nikon rebate info is included as well. I'm not sure if their current Nikon rebate set to expire tomorrow will be extended for November 1st, but I was told that this Sunday Nikon will drop the prices on some popular lenses. The Nikkor Z50 f 1.8 S lens will be $100 off. The Nikkor 500mm f 5.6 lens will be $300 off. The Nikkor 24-70 f 2.8 E ED VR lens will be $500 off. And the Nikkor 105mm f 1.4 E ED IF lens will be $200 off. There will be probably more discounted lenses, but I do not have the full list as of yet. I will publish the details once they are released on Sunday. Here are the current rebates set to expire today, Saturday the 31st. The Nikon D850, $500 off at Adorama, B&H, and Amazon. The Nikkor FZ lenses, up to $450 off on select lenses at Adorama, B&H, in the Z mount, F mount at Amazon. Uh, Nikon Z50 up to $250 off at Adorama, B&H, and Amazon. The Nikon Z5, $100 off at Adorama, B&H, and Amazon. The Nikon Z62 and Z72 plus FTZ combo, the FTZ adapter for only $50. So there are the latest Nikon discounts. And as I said, I'm recording this episode late on the 31st, so these are probably expiring today before you'll get to hear this on November 1st, but there will be new discounts rolling out later on the 1st. So definitely stay tuned at Nikon Rumors for more information. Next up, the Nikon Z6 Mark II manual is now available online. The Z62 manual is not yet listed in the mirrorless camera category, but the Z62 camera will start shipping next week on November 5th. Here are the pre-order links from USA. Uh, in the U.S., you can get it from B&H Photo, Adorama, and Amazon. And the U.K. and D.E., Park Cameras, Wex Photo, and Calumet. And Canada, Nikon, Z62, and Z72 at the appropriate links, which I'll include a link to this article in the show notes. The current Nikon Z62 and FT, 
FTZ adapter combo offer is set to expire tomorrow, and I'm not sure if it will be renewed next week. You can add the FTZ adapter to the Z62 and Z72 for an extra $50. Last up for this week from Nikon Rumors, Racy talks about the new Nikkor Z50mm f1.2 S lens, including sample photos and AF tracking using it on the Z62 and Z72. And he does have a YouTube video posted all about it. I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. Previous coverage of the Nikkor Z50 1.2S lens can be found at a link in this article. Pre-orders are now open. Shipping is expected to start in December. You can order in the U.S. from Adorama, B&H, and Amazon. UK at Wex and Park Camera, DE at Calumet, and in Canada at Camera Canada. And that wraps up all the news and rumors from Nikon Rumors for this week. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Liam Photography Podcast. You can visit the homepage for the show at liamphotographypodcast.com for show notes and links. You can call or text the show at 470-294-8191 with questions, comments, or requests for future episodes. If you prefer not to call or text, you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. Also, check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, and you can find us on Twitter at liamphotoatl. On Twitter, you can tweet the show. Just insert the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now... Back to the show. And we are back. And now we're going to move on to Fuji rumors for this week. Okay, so first up from Fuji rumors this week, the X-Pan rebirth of Fujifilm X-Pro1. Hello, fellow Fuji shooters. My name is Sergio, and I have been honored a great opportunity to write a guest article here for which I can't be thankful enough. Recently, I made a project camera, so I decided to share my work with the community and hopefully inspire others. So what's the deal? I've been wanting to try an X-Pan for a while now, but due to higher and higher cost and less repairability, over the time, purchase of one, of the, one for the sake of trying is far from being reasonable. I decided to make my own X-Pan, and after diving a bit into history, I proudly found out that the X-Pan was actually fully manufactured and probably designed by Fujifilm, including all three lenses, so I couldn't find a better choice than a Fuji X-Pro1. It aesthetically resembles X-Pan, and with its great first-gen sensor and viewfinder, it was just a perfect candidate. I bought a used, scratched Fuji X-Pro1, did some custom body work myself, and started to work on making it shoot panos. Now, what many people miss about X-Pan is that, is that the big deal about it wasn't shooting panoramas. There were great panoramic cameras before X-Pan. What was really pushed is the concept of dual format and compactness of the system. That's why the decision was to go digital, since making a film fall pan normally means big size, complexity, and panoramic frame is irreversible while established. What was needed is an easy solution with the ability to switch between formats. That's why I 3D modeled a mask that goes between the lens and sensor to create an X-Pan crop. I will attach the photos of the camera and photo samples below. The result is quite nice and combined with 24 grid on your Fuji hint, middle two rows make a perfect X-Pan frame. 
and some film simulation recipes. I've made Kodak Etachrome and Sinstill 800T. The experience is unusual and pleasant. In addition, the mask should work with any Fuji X-mount camera and is easily removable. But even besides the 3D mask, it's great to see how awesome you can make an old X-Pro1 look like, don't you think? If you want to get a deeper insight into my work, I have three episodes on my YouTube channel, The History of X-Pan, Rebirth of Fuji X1 Pro, or X-Pro1, and Review of X-Project, the X-Pro1. There I tell in more detail about X-Pan history, creation, making of, and review, and I recently was contacted by a curious viewer from Seattle who's working on improving my design, so probably there will be a follow-up. Now, of course, I'm pretty aware of the fact that it's far from being an absolute perfect solution, and there are some drawbacks to it, like you better shoot manual lenses at f8, but my little DIY project by no means is a replacement for an original X-Pan camera. It's just a way for me, as an amateur photographer, to get a tiny piece of affordable, unaffordable, otherwise experience, and I am happy to share it with you all. Down below, you can find a link to my 3D model so everybody can go ahead and find the nearest 3D printer and try it out for yourself. If you have any questions or suggestions about the 3D model or reworked X-Pro1 body, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Instagram slash aperture.value. In conclusion, I really hope this little project of mine will motivate others to create more, try new things, and let us rest from gear acquisition syndrome. Since even older cams like an X-Pro1 are still gems with a little bit of work, they can be given a fresh new start in your photography life. Here is a Google Drive link to the 3D model, and of course, I'll include a link to this article in the show notes. I'm really intrigued by this, and it is impressive that he created a 3D printable plate that you can actually put inside the front of this Fuji X-Pro1 body, and then still be able to fit the lens onto the camera and not cause any problems for the sensor or the lens and be able to do these panos. It's basically a 3D printout that creates a narrow strip across the front of the sensor. So it's definitely intriguing. And it looks like you could get some really cool stuff with this. And he does have a couple of uh, sample images in this article. Next up, full landscape photography editing course by Albert Gross, now $25 off via coupon code. It's a Halloween discount only available for this weekend. Albert Dross, a world-class landscape photographer with about 400,000 followers on Instagram, is offering a discount on his full editing course on landscape photography. Use code HALLOWEEN at checkout to save $25. You can check out all details, including a full table of contents, as well as a few previews at this page, which is an outside link, and I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. Next up, Fuji guys introduce Fujifilm X-T3 firmware 4.00 and unveiling the hidden features of the new AF system. And there is a YouTube video along with this article. The Fuji guys have now published a short video where they go over the improvements and new features introduced in the Fujifilm X-T3 via the latest 4.00 firmware update. You can see the video above and more videos below. Luckily, they do mention briefly the Sony Alike real-time tracking, which nobody talked about until I shared my own X-T4 report here on Fuji Rumors. And yet, they do not really cover it comprehensively. 
The AF system of the X-T4 and now also the X-T3 can do much more, such as automatically switch between face and subject tracking. You can also choose to ignore faces even when face detection is enabled and switch from face to subject tracking to your taste really simply. If you want to know how it goes and how you should set up your camera for that, make sure to read our dedicated X-T4 AF options article here. Now, Fuji Rumors is not just a professional review site. I am a professional primary school teacher. I simply have no time to write reviews, but it's weird that none of those who establish themselves as pro reviewers and make a living out of it ever mention this feature, which is basically close to Sony real-time tracking, which the very same reviewers praised endlessly. I'm not saying Fuji's real-time tracking works as good as Sony's. That's something reviewers should compare and figure out themselves. But at least a mention to Fuji's new AO system would be a nice thing. Anyway, I did report about it, and you can learn more about it here and see my mom, my wife, and my good old trusty dog playing the model for me, with my mom being clearly not amused by that. With all that said, down below you can find the Fuji guys above and more videos below. So that is definitely an interesting bit of information on the latest version 4 firmware and how much it improves the AF system. Next up, Laowa 15mm f4.5 0D shift lens announced works on Fujifilm GFX with plus or minus 8mm shift. As I mentioned in the previous uh, segment on this lens, it can be used with the GFX Fujifilm medium format mirrorless cameras. I'm not going to go over all the details again because it's basically the same excerpt on this article as in the previous article because the information is taken directly from Laowa's announcement. Hot deal on eBay Germany, 10% off on cameras and lenses, max 50 euro savings and max for two products. Till November 10th, you can save 10% on tech products sold on this special eBay Germany page. Maximum savings is 50 euros and you can use the code Powers Para, Powers Perrin 20 for a maximum of two products. The list contains 356 Fujifilm products. And that is an interesting little bit of sale on this eBay site. Last up from Fujifilm for this week, the Fujifilm X100 with 20mm f2 and 21mm f2 lens patents have been spotted. As you know, the Fujifilm X100V features a redesigned 23mm f2 lens by adding a second spherical element in order to increase corner sharpness and image quality at fo close focusing distances at wide apertures. Now the patent for this new lens has been spotted, but interestingly, that same patent also includes examples of a 20mm f2 and a 21mm f2 lens. The publication number, Japanese patent application laid open, number 2020-177110 or P2020-177110A, Publication date was October 29th of 2020. The description, imaging lens and imaging device. Application date is April 17th of 2019. Identification number 30603731. Name or names, Fujifilm Corporation. Problem to be solved to provide an image pickup lens having a small size, high resolution, and small F number with high performance and an image pickup device provided with the image pickup lens. Here are the variations of this lens as found in the patent as spotted by the Japanese site 
uh, Azobinet. I find the 23mm focal length perfect for the X100 line, but if Fujifilm is really looking into slightly wider options, I'd go with an 18mm lens like the Ricoh GR cameras or the Fujifilm X70 and XF10. But it is definitely intriguing that these two new patents have been spotted in the wild. Okay, and last up for this week from Sony Alpha Rumors, let's get into these ones. First up, Sony A7S III Review by DP Review TV, best running gun camera available today. You can buy the Sony Alpha A7S III mirrorless camera body only for $34.98 on Amazon. You can pre-order an Adorama B&H Photo, Amazon Focus Camera, Photocotch, Calumet DE, Wex UK, and Park UK. They will likely ship sometime in November if placed today. Uh, there are a couple of different videos here from their YouTube channel, so you can check it out for yourself. Uh, he's claiming that the winner is the A7S III over the Canon EOS R5. I'm not sure if I agree with that. I have read quite a few articles lately and seen a couple of videos where other professional reviewers are claiming that the R5 is definitely superior to the A7S III. Whether or not it is, I don't know. I haven't tried either camera myself. I'm just telling you what I've been seeing and hearing in the last few weeks. Anthony Morgati shows you the new Photolab 4 software from DxO Labs and says, I'm blown away by the noise reduction. Recently, DxO announced the totally new Photolab. Click here to read all info and get the 30% discount. You can also download the free trial if you want to test it before you buy it. Anthony Mar Mar Morganti tested the new software, and there are a couple of videos included in this article that he has done where he talks about just how blown away he is by the awesome noise reduction features in this new software that don't cause any weird issues with your images as far as things looking fake or plastic. So I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so that you can check out the videos for yourself and see what you think if you want to go ahead and order the DxO Photolab 4 or at least download and try out the trial version first. Next up, new Sony A7S III firmware update released and new reviews by F-Stoppers, Dan Watson, and Max Yuriv, Camera Conspiracies. Today, Sony issued a new firmware update for the Sony A7S III, which you can download directly from Sony's site. Benefits and improvements fixes an issue where FTP transfer could fail when used with some USB LAN conversion adapters. Note, not all USB LAN conversion adapters are guaranteed to operate properly anyways. Improves connection stability of USB tethering when using an iPhone. Currently, the USB tethering function does not support iOS 14. We recommend using a smartphone and USB cable that supports USB PD or USB power delivery. Improves the overall stability of the camera. At the time of posting this, the A7S III is nearly impossible to find in stock in the U.S. and EU stores like Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Focus Camera, Photocodge, Calumet DE, Wex UK, and Park UK. And these are three new reviews from F-Stoppers, Dan Watson, and Camera Conspiracies. And I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so that you can check out all of these videos for yourself. Next up for this week, 
This is the prototype of the world's first monster adapter, LA-KE1 Pentax K-mount to Sony E-mount autofocus adapter. Monster Adapter is working on the world's first autofocus adapter for Pentax J lenses. What you see is their first prototype, and this is the Google translated press text. On October 28, 2020, Monster Adapter Magic Ring is pleased to release LA-KE1 electronic adapter ring product. The LA-KE1 mount has a built-in aperture and fo uh, dual-focus motors. It is the world's first K-mount autofocus electronic adapter. Pentax brand KAF series mount lenses can be transferred to Sony E-mount micro single cameras, and it supports most functions of KAF series mount lenses, including EXIF data transfer, autofocus, and aperture controls. Features of the adapter, the world's first K-mount autofocus adapter ring, let K-mount lenses realize autofocus and automatic exposure control on E-mount mirrorless cameras. Full-frame design, bringing more than 10 modern full-frame digital bodies to K-mount AF lenses. Unleash the true potential of the lens through the powerful focusing ability and focusing accuracy of the mirrorless camera. The true sharpness of the lens can be displayed. You will be amazed by the stunning performance of the lens in your hand. The powerful continuous focus function through AF rec or AI recognition allows the K-lens to continuously track the target. Close to full screen focus point coverage, human eye focus and pet focus, high speed continuous shooting and focusing from K1's 4.4 frames per second to at least 10 frames per second, you won't miss those wonderful moments. The main features of the LAKE1, the adapter is compatible with the KAF, KAF2, KAF3, KAF4 lens types. It can identify the lens model and transmit EIX information to the body. The adapter has a built-in aperture motor, which can support exposure aperture control. The adapter has a built-in focus motor, which can support the autofocus of the body-driven lens. After the transfer, the lens can achieve hundreds of focus points and eye tracking focus on the Sony body that are not available or limited on K-mount cameras. Due to the noise and power consumption of the old lens, this adapter is especially designed for photography and is not optimized for video recording. The LAKE-1 now, has now entered the internal testing stage and plans to be available within this year. For information about lens support, time to market, and price, please pay attention to follow-up updates uh, on the uh, Moan official website, Weibo. In the early days of the market, the adapter will mainly support early body-driven autofocus and traditional lever aperture lenses, FFADA and F, or DFA series. In the future, support for lenses with built-in motors, SDM and DC, and electromagnetic iris lenses will be gradually added through the adapter firmware updates. The specific support time will be notified separately. A&M series lenses before KAF are not supported by this adapter. So this is definitely intriguing and it will give you a way to use these older Pentax lenses on a Sony E-mount camera if you have that desire. I don't know if there's anybody out there that does, but apparently there is or they probably wouldn't be making this adapter. Next up, Sony registered a new entry-level camera in Asia. Is this for a new RX model?
Today, Sony registered this new camera in Asia. It uses the code WW186333. It looks like this is a new entry-level camera and it doesn't use the five gigahertz Wi-Fi range used by current A7A9 models. This means it's either an RX model or a new entry-level E-mount APS-C camera, possibly. More to come as developments are out. And last up for this week, the new Sony A7C is in stock and now shipping out in U.S. and EU stores. The Sony Alpha A7C mirrorless digital camera, body only in silver, is available for $17.98 and can be found at B&H Photo, Adorama, Amazon, Focus Camera, Calumet DE, Photo Airdart DE, Photo Koch DE, Wex UK, and Park UK. Also in Japan, the A7C is shipping out, and Metal Mikey shared this sexy image of the camera with the Ricoh GR21mm f3.5 lens and an external optical viewfinder. And it does look pretty wild. I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can see that really wild image for yourself. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is name the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest that has been on the show to show that you're a listener. Once you're in the group, you're free to post your own original work. If you would like creative critique on your images, you can post them with the comment CC please, and myself or another pro in the group would be happy to give you some pointers. Additionally, I am the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group as well. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my project at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com. Remember, the first book goes on sale November 9th, 2020, so keep checking for updates about media appearances and book signings. All right, that is going to wrap up this week's episode. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. And to remind you to check out the Facebook group, you can also find my photography channel on YouTube under Aperture Assassin. I will see you again in another seven days.